Regarding it, you know, uh, but I'll save it. I won't touch on it now. Uh-huh. But uh, it, it, history is is it has been weird to this movie. So uh, I'm I'm happy to discuss that weirdness. So well, because the movies, I don't know. I I would say the movie's weird. Th- this movie's dumb. It's D U M. You know, <laughs> it's uh huh. Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. Are we going now? Do you want? Or, or are we? Are, is this? Yeah, we could. Okay. Yeah, but like before, I get we get not the podcast. The... Nah, not the podcast. No. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, before we get into the movie that we'll be talking about soon, I've had a funny New Year's experience that I thought I'd share. Okay. Because it's just illustrates who I am as a person. All I right. think anyone who knows me well enough is like, yep, I've kind of experienced something like that coming from him firsthand right and then you're like how does matt navigate this world <laughs> so mm-hmm. oh i bought some i bought some books i've been doing some reading uh-huh. you know because it's fucking winter winter's fucking boring as <laughs> fuck There's yeah nothing to do it's cold it's miserable might as well try to have some more escapism while we're at it you know mm-hmm. So I bought some books. Uh, I went to like a Schuler Books out in East Lansing, which is like an awesome bookstore. It's just like they have so much variety of just everything. And they had a Ray Bradbury book that I've never heard about before. Right. I was like, wow. But what one's that? Toy and B Convector. You ever heard of it? Yeah, exactly. No. Exactly. That's the, the same the response. expression I just had. The same, re- same response. So I read the back of it. I'm like, wow, this sounds really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. And it's about a time traveler who's actually going to witness a paradox that he creates. But the paradox is in the future, which I found odd because how could that happen in the future? Most paradoxes happen in the past. Oh, this is going to tie into my biggest criticism of this (laughs) steaming pile of honeydew. But continue, please. So it's a really interesting story. And all right. The first chapter is really interesting. I get through it. I'm like, wow, this is super fucking cool. So I get to chapter two. And it's about some fucking sound in someone's attic that keeps getting louder and louder as the days progress. And this person didn't know they had an attic in their home. And they're like, is it rats? Doesn't sound like rats. It sounds like cats. Now it sounds like a really large animal. Then like the story kind of the chapter abruptly ends. I'm like, well, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Like, how does this connect into the time travel thing? Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking like, well, it'll all wrap up together at the end, you get to chapter three. And it's about a ghost on a fucking train that doesn't know he's a ghost. I'm like, Jesus, like this is some Stephen King level. Uh, like what's that story? The, the, the tower, the, the dark, dark tower. tower. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like that, where it's like all this random shit. Like, how is it all going to connect? So I like flip the back of the, I go to the back of the book. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It's actually 22 short stories. And my <laughs> dumbass only read the first paragraph talking about the Toy and Bee Convector, which is the very first story about time travel. Okay. Yeah, I'm a dumbass. That's how I'm starting the new year. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> when I look back on each chapter, it's like, yeah, it does have a fucking conclusion. Mm-hmm. But so you're just a just a jackass right now. That's that's how I roll. <laughs> it's it happens, to long year. <laughs> happens to all of us. Happens to all of us. We started off yeah. so well too, and we're right right back where we started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so I guess we can move on to the matrix real quick. Just if briefly. You want. If yeah, Talk we, about we almost did thing. an episode on that. <laughs> and I, I think my exact words were, I don't think I can get it. I don't think I can talk about that for an hour. Yeah. And I was like, oh, OK, you know, because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it yet when Brian said that, when you said that. And then I saw it and uh, it's just kind of, huh. Hmm. All right. Uh, it doesn't do anything bad, but it's definitely not memorable. And there's nothing cool that 
happens in it. I honestly feel like the hatred of not seeing Neo and Trinity together again at the end of it uh, was so strong that like almost 20 years later, they had to retcon that. So they're both still alive and now they're together in a matrix that they can make themselves. Did you know that? She's the controller of the matrix now because that was uh, revealed outside of the movie, which is one of my favorite things that people (laughs) can do is not include a major story element in a fucking movie. Now that's just good writing right there (laughs) when you don't know what happened until the narrator comes on and tells you yeah yep yeah it um i i would go so far as to say i kind of liked it but i don't know (laughs) if it would hold up on repeated viewings at all i have no plans on watching it again you know because it it, i didn't want to see bullet time 2.0 right so you're talking about nothing amazing with the action i was kind of fine with that and like bringing back the wire foo stuff what they did they did it in a much better way where it's not so obviously clunky and gimmicky. That was fine. It's just, it's it's almost amusing that Cobra Kai has better fight scenes, though, than, <laughs> than, than the Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> Which isn't a knock against Cobra Kai, but it, it's like, this is a fucking Matrix. Like, this is going to be right. the statement on action. And yeah, it, it wasn't so much as it was just this kind of like bitchy takedown of the Hollywood system, because that yeah. was really the meta commentary there with like, well, we're going to make this movie with or without you, Lana Wachowski. So, well, I'll fix your ass. And right. And that was the whole thing with the video game commentary. And I don't know. I mean, if you like kind of insidery Hollywood stuff, you, you know, there. yeah, I mean, that's fine. But. I, I don't know if it's worth hanging uh, $150 million or whatever the hell that cost on. 190 190 wow. It's straight yeah. to HBO Max, day and date. Yeah. Yeah. That that crater is where their uh, quarterly profits landed. <laughs> yes. All right, you want to bring us in to talk about the movie that we're actually going to talk about? The Wicker Man? Yeah, The Wicker Man. I I watched the wrong version, <laughs> but I I thought that I, like I wasn't you didn't specify when you're like you want to do Wicker Man and I look it up and like oh it's only on Shutter well that must be what he's talking about so I watched that one and I oh my god I, I must I must have been kind of <laughs> dumb because it's like I, I'm sitting there like Nick Cage is in this like this is kind of old like and <laughs> and I I realized that there was two of them about 10 minutes into it because i was kind of just like you know doing doing other stuff right right when the movie was getting going and and then i sat down and really started watching it but uh i'm kind of glad i did because i don't think i ever saw it in its entirety before i I think i saw it like okay a million years ago on turner classic movies or something and i don't think i ever saw anything other than the memes of the nick cage one until this one (laughs) so i i watched both of them essentially for the first time just for this episode well you've done uh more homework than i have because i have for once yeah no interest in ever seeing the first one it's not that i think it's bad it's probably good i mean people it's kind of stood this test of time but it's it better just than seems interesting yeah well didn't you just call this movie dumb like yeah d-u-m, D-U-M dumb <laughs> how, how did this come up what popped into your head where you're just like i got it i wicker man personally enjoy making my friends suffer through things Uh you know i get some level of enjoyment out of it but also you can't know the taste of sweet without tasting bitter you know i think you said that once so or you can't appreciate the mountain without the valley whatever your analogy yeah and uh you uh we have not done a movie that has been nominated for a razzie award in a while so this kind of uh checked off a lot of boxes what was the last you know? one total recall no uh oh, probably other die ones. another day <laughs> okay yeah Halle berry that's worst act- actress <laughs> I, I get it now. just a refresher yeah it did this one didn't win any uh there were marlon wayans movies out that year and they took oh the, well, they took the prize i mean you know yeah that's it, my, it, that's, that's your rain man or of uh yeah <laughs> rain man of your Razzie Awards. <laughs> yeah. Seems like whenever they make a movie, they're just they clean house with the Razzies. So but yeah, somehow I, they I figured still that, get to make movies. <laughs> I figured you, know? you didn't like this one, but 
Because no, like, I, like I, I remember last week, you're you're kind of a little on the fence there. You're like, did did you pick night shift to make fun of, or do you like this kind of thing? And <laughs> well, I really was with, on the with, fence with it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I believe it. But with this one, it's just like there's no way he likes this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is a, a trash can. Um, even I, now, I saw this shortly after it came out on DVD. I didn't see it in the theater. And so that's uh, 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. right around there, when I didn't really have good taste in movies yet. But even then, this is one of those ones that was a piece of shit then, and I recognized it as one. Didn't you it, know? It came out in like 2005 or six, didn't it? It came out in 2006. Yeah, I think that's uh, where my confusion came in because they they were talking about making it for a while, and. I had just assumed that they had already made it so that there was like a, an eighties or nineties wicker man, but okay. no, this is the, this is straight ahead to mid two thousands. Yeah. Yep. And this is also one of the, the times where I realized like my, my thought is like, man, after this movie, Nicholas cage kind of fell off. That's like what I always think about. But then I was looking through his like IMDB page. I'm like, wait a minute. He kind of has more memorable movies post uh wicker man than he does pre wicker man you know yeah face off and what face off con air the rock uh, color out of space uh well no no yeah color out of space was recent yeah so con air face off the rock yep uh big action star leaving las vegas okay that was before you know so he had like a string uh arizona you know he was was like really good his return to like a serious dramatic actor, right? Yeah. That's, that's what I view it as, uh, you know, and then like, as far as like movies afterwards, you know, like Colorado space, Mandy, uh, mom and dad, which I liked, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but, um, kick ass is that's all after. Yeah. Same with pig. I haven't watched that, but people seem to like pig as well. So it's just, he has as many memorable movies so but for some reason in my head i'm like yeah it's just not as good as it used to be even though i own more of his movies past this movie <laughs> than i do prior you know because yeah, okay. <laughs> so, i actually like look through that i'm like yeah i actually do have i think i actually do like nicholas cage a lot because I, I have i have about five of his movies so i, I wonder but, if this is where he established the brand where like he just knows he's in a bad movie and just goes over the fucking moon with it that's what i one of the things i want to talk about uh but i think we have to talk about more of the movie before we get into that subject because it's kind of interesting this um i mean i guess we could talk about it now there's this weird mandela effect of this movie like berenstein berenstein bears you know which one is it Mm -hmm. so everywhere i look everyone talks about like him in the bear suit punching that cultist, you know, yeah. which is fucking still funny. It's always uh, funny, yeah. you know. <laughs> He's wearing a bear suit, man. Like, what's wrong? Fucking haymaker, right to this lady's face, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> and it's not the first time either, because he punches the the innkeeper. I mean, not that she doesn't deserve it, but mm-hmm. it's it's like a twenty second shot where he just walks up to her. And then just yeah. laser laser out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, it sounds like we're condoning violence against women. We're not. It it's just you know, no. that it's no. something about this movie's just wow. There's there's those moments where it's like, wow, you know. And then you got the bees. Oh no, is it the bees? It's the bees. Oh my eyes, yeah. my eyes, you know. Yeah, and now they're in your mouth because you're screaming, but right. How yeah. could you how could you not though? I mean I would be screaming. Yeah. I mean, I would be screaming without them in the fucking bee helmet. If they were just bringing the bees towards me, I would mm-hmm. be screaming, you know, because mm-hmm. fuck things that sting me, you know, that, that didn't there's look very that, good. Did it? No, uh, it looked horrible. It <laughs> is horrible. And if, cause I've, I've watched that scene a couple of times and all of to the bees capture gifts from it or <laughs> no, I just, I think it looks like shit, but I, I, I'm like, they, they don't why look does like they're part like of the shit? scene. Yeah. They, they don't look like they're part of the scene. Like they're, they're, they track well to the face and it's not like you can see the helmet through them or anything, but it's just right. the lighting on them doesn't look right. 
it's but they have all the same animation it's just slightly timed different but it's so if you look close they're like moving and flicking their wings in the same oh, pattern okay. but that timing just, is different for all of time them. Or, yeah so yeah that's, that's a pretty cheap trick so there's those they, scenes. They probably did that so they only had to load the thing on the GPU once and then they could just <laughs> duplicate it a thousand times. <laughs> because yeah. computers back then were not what they are today. <laughs> no, not at all. So you have those scenes which are what people remember the movie by, right? Those mm -hmm. are like the last 20 minutes is fucking gold. The last 20 minutes is like him being tortured and then yeah, put yeah, into the a wicker golden man. brown, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what I found interesting, what I didn't realize, is that those were deleted scenes that weren't in the theatrical cut. So we have this, really? like, yeah, we have this weird appreciation for this movie that didn't actually exist the way it was. And the reason why those scenes were actually edited back in was because the internet went absolutely bonkers when they saw the scene of the, the bees, not the bees. Yeah, like that, that was memes all over the place, memes everywhere. And then it was edited back into the movie. Yeah. And that's in the version that you can download and watch. There's not a different version, like a theatrical cut that doesn't have that stuff. So okay. we had this weird appreciation for a movie that didn't actually exist in the way that it was when it hit the theaters. Mm hmm which is fascinating to me. Just you to know? tie that back to the Matrix for half a second here. Do, do <laughs> okay. you have the original DVD from like 1998? No, no. Because that, that's the only version that has the the original theatrical color timing. When the sequels came out, they kind of redesigned the look of it. And then all the future releases, they redid the first one to look like those. Oh, Not because of memeing or interneting or anything, but... Uh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate. There's a lot more torture in this one. I there's like no torture in the original one. Okay. And like they yeah, they they break his legs and I, you know, which is like, you know, uh there's two it's this movie and Misery where I'm just like, yeah, I don't need to hear what that sounds like. I don't need to see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And that's Nicolas Cage getting his knees bashed and hyperextended. Yeah. And Fucking well, it was obviously phony. Misery right. did it so much better. Oh, where they, yeah, where but they when cut he away, gets cobbled. Fuck. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's one of the hardest things to watch in a movie. I I actually thought the original one was pretty disturbing in, in their burning of the guy because it wasn't quite like this. It was okay. more like he goes to, to a a pagan island and then but he's he's like a devout Christian and he keeps challenging some of the things that they're doing because like there's a scene where he's talking to Christopher Lee, which, look, you know, you're doomed when Christopher Lee shows up. Like, I don't care what the context is. You could be getting <laughs> your mail. Bad ride. You could be getting yeah. your mail and it's like, nope, no, go, go <laughs> the other way. Yeah. You know, it's not happening because because he's happening. the Lord of the Island in that one. OK, instead of yeah. here where it's more like a coven of flower children yeah, well like ellen bernstein is in this one which i thought surprising because i forgot she was in it mm -hmm. and she's a great actress actor sorry don't want to yeah. yeah um there, there's a couple other people that I, their names escape me at the moment who are good actresses and, and like one Lee sobieski yeah she she's in there that one lady who plays a creepy lady in just about everything she was in six feet under okay um yeah you know on and on so anyway in the original one yeah he's like a devout christian and he's like kind of challenging it like you know well what about the lord and you know and you, you kind of get to the end and when they're putting him you know they're kind of like railroading him down the line and in, into the the wicker man they're anointing him and doing all this other stuff and he's going on and on about jesus christ and this what and and well my soul is not going to do that when you burn me because i'm you know i believe in this and you know, and the whole thing that I thought was really interesting and, and frightening, really, was the idea that, you know, on the mainland, yeah, Christianity is a, a major religion, right? Mm -hmm. But you go to a pagan island, now you, the Christian, you're the pagan, you know? Yeah. And that was yeah. like that was like a real chilling, like, role reversal, especially for a police officer where it's like you th he thinks he has all the authority. I mean, they invited him there, just like with this one, although it's 
far less stupid the way they do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's worth watching. It's definitely a slow burn. It's you okay. you watch it and and you're just like, because because I was eating dinner and like, man, this movie's fucking weird. Like, you know, there's a there's a lot of nudity in it, but you know, this it's just weird. You know, but there's some about it where it's not like David Lynch weird. Where like I don't I don't okay. know what that meant. Kind of a thing. It's just everybody's kind of off and whatnot. But once you get to the end and you know the twist and you see what happened, I think that's kind of why it, it it hung with me because you go back through it. And in this one, I, I, I forget the reason why Nick Cage dressed up as a bear. But in the original one, the the guy, they were having their parade, their harvest parade. It was probably the same kind of thing, except the guy he knocked out was the fool because they were all playing a, some role in whatever okay. play the thing. And that was the thing is that like because it was all orchestrated, it was all laid out. You played the fool. Now you're here. You came here willingly. And it's just like from the second he set foot there, you you actually walk back through it. And it's like he was doomed. He just didn't know it. And they weren't just being weird. It was like they, they just knew what what they were doing. OK, so it, it was much better <laughs> than this, where he's just the worst detective on the planet. He, uh... Well, OK, let's talk about this for a second. How does one go from a bike cop in the desert writing tickets to people to yeah. being a investigator who goes on an adventure to a mysterious island that no one knows anything about? You know, like, it's just like, if he was a detective prior, like, but he goes from, like, cop, biker cop outfit with, like, the leather and the helmet to, like, yeah. a, a guy who has elbow pads on his suit looking like a detective. Mm -hmm. You know, well, like that, it just doesn't fit well to me, yeah. you know, from my point of view. No, it, it might have been Nick Cage being like, well, I, I played Ghost Rider, so maybe we could work a motorcycle <laughs> in there. <laughs> but yeah. I'll take that one step further to prove your point. Like, how does that guy go from here to there? OK, yeah, he's having his uh, his sabbatical or his time off or whatever. He's laying around. And people are coming to visit him. And the, the one uh, female police officer comes in and there and says, you know, congratulations on your accommodation. Right. You remember uh -huh. that? Yeah. What did he get accommodation for? There was a, a crash. Everybody died. He didn't save anyone. Yep. No. Like oh, you tried to pull. I don't know. It's. I, yeah. The, the girl probably wasn't even real because it turned out to be something later on. Like, let's even go further. Are you ready? Sure. Mm -hmm. The the mom and the daughter that die in the car explosion mm -hmm. are referenced throughout the movie, but they have nothing to do with anything beyond that scene. Nothing. Why, Brian? Why? Well, and yet do they keep getting referenced. You know why? Because this movie's dumb. And and yet she somehow <laughs> looks like the daughter he doesn't know he even has. Uh-huh. In the flashbacks. Yes. Because he keeps seeing him die because it's this traumatic event. And, you know, we're all fine with that from a, you know, purely, you know, storytelling standpoint where it's like, okay, you know, this was a traumatic event. He might go back to that. Sure. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, it's I've, I've, I've got something good I'm saving for the end for, okay. for when we get to a certain point here. I, I don't want to blow the lid off this fair enough yet. i got some stuff too yeah because i i wrote things down like and like an actual detective would because i had to keep things straight because <laughs> there's so many things where i'm like hmm i don't know what's happening i don't know why this is the way that it is but at the same time i don't know how to solve that problem and i'm not going to rewatch this movie so i'll just let my confusion rest yeah. where it is you know because this is one of those things where I can't even say it's um, so bad it's good. Because the last 20 minutes, that's what everyone should remember, is just how haywire Nicolas Cage goes. Mm -hmm. But that other hour and 40 minutes leading up to that <laughs> is just this clusterfuck of dumb things that don't really mean anything. Here, here's another question I have, right? They need to get him on the island to become the thing that they're going to sacrifice in the wicker man at yes. the end. Yes. They know he's arrived because he got there by plane. Mm -hmm. Why go on with this gigantic charade when you know, you're just going to put him in the wicker man. Like, you know, he's here. 
you've seen that he's on the island. Everyone on the island knows that he's going to be the sacrifice. Right. Why not just go forward then? Why have this mystery on this island? This who done it? Yeah. Or why done it? That, <laughs> you know? Why done it? Why dumb it? Yeah. Why dumb it, Brian? That's another area where the original is so much better because, you know, they his part of the ritual was he had to come there willingly and get to that point willingly. Okay. And you come here with all of your false authority and that's what makes you a, a great sacrifice to our pagan god because animals are fine, but, you know, someone with the power of a king, you know, right? Right. Here, you just don't have any of that. It's, no. we're, we're just going to fucking kill you. Yeah. You know, we're going to let you wander around the island. Uh, there's going to be a Man. couple of scenes that vaguely resemble the original but the cop in that one actually follows up on people's crazy statements. Like, okay. like there's a line, I, I wrote it down, where, where he, he says, uh, Miss, I hope you don't think I can be made a fool of indefinitely. Ironically or not, he does play the fool at the parade, then spoilers, he's the sacrifice. Here, people say crazy things, and Nicolas Cage just kind of lets it go. And But like he does get to points where he, he just like grabs people and is like, Stop! Stop being weird. Tell, just tell me, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you let so much go by to get to, I mean, I like, we're, right. we're as frustrated as you, but we're watching the world's worst detective fumble <laughs> his way through this unsolvable non-mystery. Right. Right. And then he holds one of them by gunpoint, yelling at them to get off the bike. Uh -huh. And it's like, listen, man, like... If I was in a small town, a small community, not even a cult community, just a small town, and some outsider came in that no one knew and was just barking at people, like, man, I think that would rile up the town something fierce and be like, you need to go or we're going to beat the shit out of you. You know, like, yeah, get off this yeah. bike. Oh, great. Another person named after a flower. Summer Isle. That's, that's the dumbest name ever. <laughs> Yeah, it just goes and goes and goes. Mm -hmm. And man, like, I, if you just take the whole cult thing out of it and you just think these are like just a commune of people that don't like the outside world. Right. Nicholas be Nicholas Cage becomes the biggest fucking asshole ever just yeah. because of his presence on the island. He gets there. Uh, they don't want him there. He bribes a, a, a pilot to get there. So he's now on the island. No one, no one wants them there. Him there, even though they actually really do. You know, what they uh, they killed that guy, didn't they? I thought so, but then I tried to think of like when he was killed, and I, I like the only thing I can think of is like because he goes to the plane mm -hmm. to get the radio, right? But then like the radio is all fucked up. But then the guy's just gone. I don't know if they ever addressed it addressed it again you know he's just not there mm -hmm. so i think it's maybe i completely blanked out which could be a possibility with a movie like this but i don't remember him ever being in the movie again yeah i talked about. i thought i thought they killed him and that was that was a question that i had where if, if he <laughs> did exactly what they needed him to do like why why did he ha why did they kill him right I mean, well, they probably know. cut out his tongue like the rest of the dudes. Isn't that what's implied as well? That they don't have any tongues, they can't speak? Yeah, something like that. Because he grabs one of them in that fucking building. They're all playing cards or something, doing old man, I'm done with my work day shit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they, they kind of grumble at him, and he looks at him surprised, but I don't think anyone opened their mouth to be like, see, I have no tongue. That's why I can't speak to you. Right. You know? So, which is also unanswered. You know, why Why are there five dudes on the island with no tongues, you know? There were there were a couple of times where I, I actually thought it was sort of clever in a foreshadowing kind of way, because having never seen the movie before and, and just only knowing about the bees, not the bees, you knew that was going to happen, right? So when he's at the end and he smashes the bee, yeah, I, I was like, oh, that's, that's important for later, you know? Uh-huh. But... It turns out that I was giving him a little bit too much credit because it, it was the honey harvest. Whereas in, in the original, it was just like their crops died. And that was the whole thing is that they had to do a blood sacrifice oh. to 
someone so the crops would come back. And it's sort of the same thing here. It just happens to be the island of bees. Yeah. So the guy who's allergic to bees has to come to the island of bees to save. Okay. So. Uh huh. I, I, I'm, okay. I, I got a point here. <laughs> okay. The, the other time I thought it was clever was, again, at the end, the empty bottle of honey's on the table. Right. You know, which no waitress in the world would leave that on the table, especially in a town that small. Like you're going to, you're going to have your ketchup, your mustard, you know, right. All the condiments are going to be topped off. Like that wouldn't be there, but that makes sense because of the bee harvest or the honey harvest not being adequate the previous year. Okay. So back to what you were talking about with how dumb getting him here is uh-huh. the letter that they sent. We find out later that they sent him this letter and that's what draws him to the Island about this missing girl. It was it, written by all of us. It doesn't even That's mention his daughter. Right. But he's there to find his daughter. His right? daughter. Yeah. But she's she told him it's his daughter. So is it really? I mean, like, I so, didn't see a paternity test. Yeah. You Nic- know? <laughs> Nic- Nicolas Cage in this movie is what you would call an unreliable narrator. Okay. okay. <laughs> is it his fault or the script's fault? You know, him his, being unreliable. His character, you know, they're yeah. trying to play fast and loose with it to make it weird or more mysterious, but it doesn't it doesn't work. It's just plot hole after plot hole. I, I have another follow up. We're going to keep following up on each other's segments. It's with following really like, up. Yeah, dove, and, dovetailing quite nicely right and, now. And then it's going to wind up okay. with a, someone dying in a car crash flashback. <laughs> right. So they need him to be on the island to sacrifice because they need to have a good honey harvest, right? Mm-hmm. But they buy store-bought honey. He brings this up. They actually go and purchase honey because they're lacking honey, right? Mm-hmm. So if you could just go buy the honey, right? Why the fuck do you need to kill somebody? You can just go to Kroger and get your fucking honey. <laughs> they're just they're just buying out the whole store for this one island. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is essentially an Amish community. Yeah. I thought it was pretty X-Files-ish where like they, they show the above shot and then it's uh, got like the honey pattern cutting like the yeah, that was cool. Crop circle kind of thing. I think that's the only, Oh, that's cool moment I had, you know, in this movie. <laughs> that's the only one. Un- seeing un- the until fucking you, hexagon until you get to the memes. Pattern. Yeah. Until you get to the memes, what this movie is known for and what it's best at, which wasn't even intentional to begin with. Cause those scenes were re-edited because the internet, because, yeah. Like, here, I'm going to expand on this a little bit more. So, Nicolas Cage uh, has gone on to say, like, that people just don't understand this movie and that it went over people's heads. Um, and I have a quote from him that I want to read because I just thought this was interesting because I don't see it this way at all. He says, Wicker Man is probably the best example of a movie where people are mystified because they think for some reason that we did not know it was humorous, even though I am dressed as a bear suit doing ridiculous things with a matriarchal society on an island. How could you not know that this was absurdist humor? So what he's referring to is all shit that was re-edited back into the movie because of the internet. So here we have this weird retconning of this movie. Like, oh, don't you see it was intentional? I don't think it ever was. I think this was a super sincere movie with people that didn't know what they were doing. And Nicolas Cage was doing his best, but Nicolas Cage is kind of like a weirdo to begin with. So, Well, see, from, from his point of view, that kind of goes back to what I said earlier, where I, I think he knows he's in a bad movie and then he just goes crazy with it. Right. So from his point of view, that might be correct, where it's like, well, of course they knew. I knew. I don't think anybody else in the movie seemed to know. Knew. (laughs) Right. Right. But I feel like that's an interesting thing to say, like, now, after the movies come out, like, oh, yeah, isn't it absurd that all this stuff happened when people were already saying these deleted clips are the absurd thing. Mm -hmm. And then the company who made the movie was like, put them back into the movie. So now we have this like completed, isn't this absurd movie, you know? <laughs> the isn't it absurd cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> isn't it absurd? Yeah. The absurd cut is the best way to put it. Yeah, so there, I just think it's really interesting the, that. 
really don't have timeline wise. Yeah. The the first of which, you know, goes back. They're at the end. They're singing their song about the the blind ladies. They're singing their song about the wicker man. The sacrifice is going to be, and they're saying that it's going to be the next day. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many day for night scenes do we have between then? So it's like he was there for a, a week. I think they missed the sacrifice. So he right. He, he pro. <laughs> I mean, if they were, but then again, he's an unreliable narrator. So right. No, uh-uh, no, they fucked up. That's bullshit. You're right. The other thing that I think is bullshit is when he, he you know, he's like, has someone been in my room? I have some things missing. They stole his uh, self-help tapes, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, like what you were saying, like, why didn't they, you're going to steal his self-help tapes, but you're going to leave him with his gun? Uh-huh. You know, you're going to try and kill him, yeah. Oh, 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 but wait a minute. Hold on a minute, Brian. The his wife there has the bullets at the end of the movie. Yeah. You know, because we all know when you take the bullets out of somebody's gun, you have to hold on to them at all times so that you can have a dramatic mic drop bullet reveal. Bullet dropping scene. Bullet yes. dropping reveal as I've soon as uh, the whole time. Yeah. He's right. not he's not gonna check in seven days or however long has passed between now and then that, that his gun's empty. I mean I suppose well, and I suppose I'm going to throw this one out there. He is the world's worst possible. detective. Yeah. I would argue this point with a, a detective or law enforcement. I would imagine that they know how much their gun weighs mm-hmm. with and without bullets mm-hmm. that they might not be able to say, oh, oh, it's this weight, but they would be able to notice a difference. Yeah. You're not one or two light. It. You're 15 pieces of lead lighter. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I would love to see that happen and just forego the whole bullet dropping scene of like, I've had the bullets just be like, my bullets aren't in the gun because my gun weighs lighter than it did yesterday when I knew it had the bullets in it. Well, but <laughs> see, that's kind of the Halloween three question, right? Where it's like, at what point does she become an android? You know, so it's an age old question, man, s- since since we know that he had the bullets this whole time. A reasonable person can presume. When did she get to him to, to take the gun to take the bullets away? Because they didn't have any contact yeah. until after their little escapade down in the uh, underwater tunnel uh-huh. there, in That's the right. tunnel. Yeah. How did this get burned? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Got to say it three times though. Tell me. Right. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, world's worst detective. I mean. Man, I'd love to get Batman and this guy in a room together, you know? It would be like, God, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. that's what Batman would be saying the whole time. Like, you are ruining this. I'm trying to put the kibosh onto some criminals in Gotham, and you're just fucking it up for me, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. You know? But no, no, no. This whole thing has been carefully orchestrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I already uh-huh. talked about the letter, not mentioning the daughter. So yeah. did, did they orchestrate the car crash to make him feel guilty that, you know, like, dude, I don't know. We it's need not, we need to make him feel tight. like he saved someone <laughs> so that we can plant this seed of it's his not phantom missing daughter. Anything. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just want to reiterate, like, how well, I don't I can't say reiterate because I haven't said this yet, but the how dumb that daughter looks while she's getting burned alive. That's a really horrible thing to say like that. You're, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. look like a fucking is. idiot for burning to death. <laughs> but like, how, the, yeah. how do you look cool when, when that's going on? Like, right. But the daughter who is inside the car Inferno, the station wagon Inferno. Yeah. is just looking at Nicholas cage. Like you disgust me. You, police officer mm-hmm. breaking the window trying to save my life you disgusting police officer try harder chips come on right <laughs> she's just mocking him from the back seat yeah well i think i don't know was that i didn't pay close attention because i didn't realize that was going to be something i'd have a problem with later but is the fire digital like did they put that in later because it felt like it she, was fake, she might but be I totally oblivious how. yeah as fake as the bees it was yeah. as real as the bees, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because she might be, if there's an effect, she might be oblivious to what's going on. 
and yeah. it, it's just kind of bad direction. Oh, we'll put fire in afterwards. Or that was like something they came up with later. Oh, we should put fire in front of her face. Yeah, it'll make it more dramatic now. Yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> um, it's like this is such a weird movie. I mean, it, it's not weird. It's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. The original's not, weird. This one's dumb. <laughs> yeah. There's still because it's like this this in if this if there were a cult on an island who needed a good bee harvest, mm-hmm. right? And they had to sacrifice like someone, like I just feel like they would get him to the island and then say like okay the rule is he had to come willingly no no that was well, in the original I, I don't know about this one oh okay they, they don't seem to have any particular religion that they follow they're, they're just, just like we gotta burn someone to ash for fertilizer maybe that's did, what it is did they the give a reason man just, no i don't believe that they did because uh, at least with the pagan thing they had to burn the guy in effigy like that was the yeah you know but here yeah i don't know it uh yeah one more funny moment right at the end. Now, if you don't want to see the whole movie and you just want to get the laughs and memes, literally, last 20 minutes, you're good to go. You get the bear punching scene. You get the bee scene. You get the best rendition of, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he gets pulled under the wicker man, and his delivery of, oh, God, is uh, very funny. It's very good stuff. Well, I mean, that can't be a great situation to be in when you realize you're going to get burned alive. I mean, that's probably one of the most frightening ways to go, I think. Getting burned? G- yeah. yeah. that That's I a bad one. I think getting burned or drowning, I think, would be the worst. See, yeah, either I, one of them. I, I was going to say eaten by a shark because you're, you're not Oof. only being eaten alive, yeah. but you're drowning. So you're trying to scream and you can't. <laughs> well, you're you're probably screaming your last breath because of the pain from the all the chomps, you know, chomp yeah. chomp. Oh, there goes my arm. There's my leg. I'm screaming, but I'm also underwater. Now I'm in a stomach. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. Is like if you were alive enough at that point to just, yeah. Did you see a uh, book of Boba Fett? Any of that yet? No. I, I'm going to watch that probably before Marvel stuff. Just okay. FYI. That's that's fine. It's not much of a, a spoiler. Um, okay. Boba's alive? Yeah. They they, <laughs> they show how he escapes the Sarlacc pit. Oh, that's cool. Well, they kind of did that with the EA game, right? I, like, I know. The... No, but look. Yeah. like they're, Okay. It, they, they've done it enough times in books and comic books where I thought I was ready for what I was going to see. But just the way that they did it with like lighting and like the horror of waking up because Return of the Jedi kind of plays it for comedy with like the, you know, ah, yeah, and then it burps and you got the Wilhelm scream of people falling in there. And, you know, it's all a big joke and it looks cheesy. This is like, okay, shit got real. What's it like to be inside the folds of something's stomach? Yeah. And I don't know. And they I show that. I don't it's, think I was prepared for it, and I it, that kind of haunted me for a couple of days. Oh, wow. maybe, maybe okay. it won't hit you the same way, but uh, yeah, I just I was it's not possible. prepared for that. It, it was like this is a horror no, movie. I, like, I want to see it. Maybe I'll get hooked on it today just because I want to see this one scene. You know, it's well, was that in the first episode or it's, no? It's like the first couple minutes of the first episode. Oh, so yeah, okay. They, they instantly address, and I think that's the right call of like, this uh, is what yeah. happened. Yeah, you stop guys got your, some explaining to do. Stop your fanning around, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like, and that's not my bubba fan. Right. Uh, did you get to your point that you wanted to make that you were saving to the end? Yeah. So back to this was all carefully orchestrated. Bull, bullshit. You know, the car crash thing. We talked about that. The letter, you uh-huh. know. Right. It's all nonsense. So and and this is where I said I I had to write this down to make sure that I had it straight. Okay. now correct me if I'm wrong. They tricked him into having a little girl with this island woman. Yeah. Right. An islander. Yeah. Also that they could pretend the daughter was missing 15 years later just so that they could immolate him in a ritual to bring back the honey harvest that they lost last year. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I mean, this, this is all movie's like, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly what happened. There's too many like folds so, inside of folds that just don't connect. You know, there's no through line. No, it yeah, doesn't it, connect. You, it ties itself in a knot. Unless they're so fucking bad at harvesting honey 
that this is standard operating procedure. They just can't. So they just have make them feel. They have a line of people every year that are coming to the island. Yeah, and it was just 2006 was Nicolas Cage's year to be the Wicker Man, and there's (laughs) been a Wicker Man for like 20 years or so. You know, it's like that Texas Tech thing they burn every year. Yeah, yeah. They're really bad at honey harvesting. I think that's what it is. They just got to buy the shit in bulk. Here, here's another do. moment that was almost clever. You know how like the, the logs fall off the truck? Yes. And he's like, oh, I'll help you pick that up. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, he doesn't. He fucking brings it up and just instantly it, yeah. it ignores it. So, you know, he had no intention of helping anyway. But I thought like, oh, that's kind of cool because are, are those the logs that they're going to build the Wicker Man with? And and he would oh, help them like pick that up. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been like a... that. Those are like the three times where it's like, oh, this is kind of clever. But they just, there's yeah. no follow through on anything. They, yeah. <laughs> well, which kind of makes you believe that those things were accidents. Mm-hmm. And the person, people making this were kind of dumb and were smarter than they are. Because I think that Looking back on these things that you mentioned, I think it's a coincidence that we're picking up that like, oh, that would be a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I just think they're like, oh, we need a scene. Hey, we could have some logs fall. But they didn't think like, oh, these could be the logs for the Wicker Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, or or we're just giving them too much credit. <laughs> Happy accidents, as Bob Ross would say. Mm-hmm. You know, you make a mistake, but it turns in your favor. Got to be pretty happy about it. I kind of feel like that's what kept happening through this movie. Like, I didn't mean to do that, but that kind of accidentally worked in my favor. Yeah. You know. But see, that's where I, and I think I was expecting too much because the the original movie is actually pretty layered in that respect. Okay. Whereas this one just isn't. I mean, may, maybe those were in, like, the original script and then someone got a hold of it and like, no, we're, we're going to make it. <laughs> this is how you do it. And they just, like started just throwing scenes out left and right and putting new stuff in, or maybe Nick Cage got there and improved a bunch of crazy eyebrow stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Christopher Lee was saying like, he doesn't believe in remakes because of this movie. <laughs> he just thought this was stupid and not worth anyone's time. He's, he's so. got, yeah, he's got some pretty good clap back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I've heard criticisms of this movie, you know, like, the oh, it's so bad, it's a good thing. I'm going to stand by my thing where it's all bad, but then, you know, the last 20 minutes was where all the memes come from, so you can have entertainment. Now, I'm interested if this movie would get onto my top 10 worst movies of all time list if it wasn't for the re-edited version of this movie. Because this re-edited version is the only one I know about. And I can't put it on that list because that shit's so fucking funny right at the end, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I, I got a smile out of it. Uh-huh. And my worst it, it's movies sort of a can't do that. For... Yeah, yeah. They can't, like, you can't have enjoyment out of any of those movies. So I'm curious. <laughs> Zero enjoyment derived. <laughs> yes. Now, the stuff I enjoyed was re-edited into the movie. I would love to see the original cut of this and see if, like, Yep, this makes it. Because if there's no redeeming qualities and there's nothing I can laugh at, mm-hmm. what a slog fest to get through. What a waste of fucking time. But who knows? I'll never know because it's the only version that's out there now. So who knows? But you know, the criticism you know what would be nice is, is if they re-edited the actual ending where the, the burning head just falls off into the camera and cut to black. Oh, that would be cool. That was, I, I don't know. I, I kind of hated that. Because, again, to go back to the original, like, they they showed the burning and the guy burning and suffering. He's clearly dead, but they're all still dancing around, singing their song, and they kind of have the wide shot. You just sort of, like, see the thing burning as the credits are going. That's that's just better than, like, you know, this, I don't know, is this supposed to be a jump scare? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, I (laughs) like paranormal activity where the girl just, Katie, just flies at the camera and that's your last shot. Man, speaking of jump scares, I definitely felt like the title reveal of this movie was supposed to be a jump scare, but they didn't put any sound into it. Because it's like, you got that, the whole sequence of like the family or the mother and daughter burning alive in their car. Uh And then like, boom, Wicker Man. Yeah. 
right? And I think that they just forgot to put in a sound effect in there because that that title screen comes on really quickly mm-hmm. and suddenly, but it's like silent, right? So it's to give you it's supposed to be eerie, yeah, right? It's but it's just kind of like backing happens. away and separating yeah. and yeah, yeah. Did did you think... like the design of the title? Yeah, I thought it was. Okay. I mean, it's it's okay. It's surprisingly nineties ish uh, for, for a two thousand six movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was saying yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's like I, I could see this like late ninety, like ninety eight yeah. video store cover kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, the uh, criticisms now seem to revolve around how this movie is like a legendary performance because of like Nicolas Cage's eccentricities, mm-hmm. right? Which, once again, I can't say this was a good movie because the parts that we all love and laugh at were re-edited back into the movie after the internet grabbed it by the horns, you know? So it's like, well, how can we say it's like a legendary performance when, once again, this movie has been retconned to fit popular culture? That's what I'm getting at, is that it's not, it wasn't intentionally this way people saw these scenes are like this is fucking hilarious and they're like oh we're gonna put it in the movie again and be like it's intentionally absurd yeah i don't buy it i think you're trying to pull one over on well, me yeah that's i don't that's like bullshit it. saying to, to try to have it both ways like that right yeah, yeah I, I i don't agree with that um what, what i would say is that i mean obviously they did the work they made they made the movie that it's not like they went back and, right. and redid something to put it in sure. like you know the the Star Wars special editions where <laughs> it it clearly doesn't line up no so i, I mean, the material was there it, it was just i don't know what do they say art uh, art's never finished it's just abandoned i don't know if i'd call well, this I mean, they art but they abandoned the film until they didn't cuz it was even coming made. out on video so <laughs> they should have abandoned this dumb idea before they even started i just would, would love to be a, a bee on the wall watching watching of the helmet put put this together and just you know the conversations of like well no we're gonna do this because of this oh yeah no that's good not realizing the problems that they had introduces later on down the, <laughs> down the line <laughs> So yeah. when it all comes yeah. together. <laughs> they, they create a problem for themselves and then don't know how to course correct. So then they course correct too hard. And it's like, oh, here's a brand new problem. Yeah. That could be like the whole process where it's like, now we got to fix this. And then there's just, you know, uh-huh. a map that's segmented. and doesn't lead anywhere. Because <laughs> really, like, there's no point to this movie. There is zero point to this movie. Here, Here's another thing where I, I, I don't know, maybe it's supposed to tip your hand that, that Nicolas Cage has kind of uh, gone off the deep end. It, like every noise he hears is like, what, what was the daughter's name? Was it Katie, uh, Rowan. Katie, Roland? Rowan? Yeah, Rowan. Yeah. It, every noise, and it doesn't matter if it's in the dead or night, in the hotel, down the hall. <laughs> Rowan? <laughs> I know. I'm laughing because it's so fucking true. It's like a stone hit a fucking window late at night. Yeah. How, how, how does he just presume that every noise he hears is this one is the one person that he's there for? Also, before he gets the photograph of his daughter, how does he know what he what she looks like? Because she takes he takes the photo to her, his wife mm-hmm. or his girlfriend. Well, the the mother of his child, right? And he's like, what's this? And that's kind of when she tells him, like, that's a photo, you know, <laughs> basically. I wish I wish it just stopped there. That's a photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, he, so up until that moment, he doesn't know, like, what his daughter looks like. I think there's, like, her name on the photograph. But mm-hmm. even before then, he, like, intrinsically knows what she looks like and he's never met her ever also this is a cult all the little girls on this cult look exactly the same you know all the kids they all look identical so how do you know yeah yeah how do you know that this one with the red fucking sweater and the blonde hair is your daughter like i'm just i'm gonna point bullshit to that Mm -hmm. but you know they didn't 
they don't explain stuff in this movie at all. No, if they, they try they to, it kinda, makes more problems. Yeah, they just kind of drop it there and expect you to go along with it, mm-hmm. which to a certain extent isn't unreasonable because it's a movie, you know, and if you're noticing these things, it's because you're not engaged. I, I think yeah. I think the problem here is that it's because he's a detective trying to figure this out. You're trying to figure it out along with him. And you're just kind of handcuffed to this idiot crashing through. <laughs> <laughs> this idiot crashing through this island. Yeah. That could either one solve their problems by immediately killing Nicolas Cage as soon as he steps foot on the island. Mm-hmm. Or just buying their honey from Kroger like everybody else. Well, maybe, maybe they don't have the Save money. the sacrifice. Because they, they didn't have the honey to sell, so they don't have the money to... To buy honey. Oh, it's uh, Catch-22. Yeah. 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 There you go. So sacrificing to the fucking pagan gods we go. That's it. It's the only option. Yep. Um, I I don't have any more discussion about the movie, but I wanted to know why Nicolas Cage is in all these weird-ass movies. Because he's in like four or five movies a year still now, you know? Yeah, good for him. Right? And so I'm like, why is he in so much, so many movies? And part of the major reason because he's like also kind of financially dumb you know he buys a lot of weird stuff he's owned 15 properties across the world and he he bought like not like i have a home here mm-hmm. like what we would think of a home but like i have two castles you know um like that sort of shit uh and so he bought homes like all over the world because he was on like a holy grail quest. He was like trying to find like the meaning of God. So he was buying property and places that he felt relevant to his quest. But then it's like some places are in like Utah, right? Like, like okay, I, I don't know like the religious significance of the holy grail in Utah. Utah. Right. Um, which I, I just found funny. Upon his, his holy grail uh, quest completion, he stated that the earth is the Holy Grail itself. So there you go. The whole planet is one giant Holy Grail, according to Nicolas Cage. Well, that's that's a nice way of looking at it. I also, I mean, it's a bit of a cop-out, but it, it is kind it of is. A, nice, <laughs> a nice way of looking nice at it. Nice sentiment, you know. You know what else he's really into is uh, fossils, I guess. Yeah, he bought a dinosaur head. And uh, meteorites and, and things and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He bought a, a nine-foot-tall pyramid-shaped tomb for himself. Uh, that was really a lot of money for some reason. Um, <laughs> Maybe because uh, it's nine feet tall and <laughs> probably made out of meteorites and dinosaur bones. <laughs> he has a collection of shrunken pygmy heads, which are real human skulls. Well, hang on. I, yeah. I, I just want to... Um, Am yeah. I thinking of the right person? Is he married to Patricia Arquette? God, that might be. I didn't even look at that. I just, but she's... well, let, let me look that up while you continue down that rabbit hole, because okay, regardless of who his spouse is, I just, like, how, how do you put up with that? <laughs> Actually, no, I don't think it is. He might have been in a relationship, because it does sound kind of familiar, but he is having a baby soon, a new baby. I mean, well, I mean, like, I guess all babies are new, right? There's not old babies. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Wow. He's got uh, yeah. five wives. Five wives. I wonder why that is. Maybe it's like they're charmed for a minute and then they're like, wow, this guy has shrunken pygmy heads in his fucking by his coffee maker. Maybe I should get the hell out of here, you know? Yeah. Um, ninety-five to two thousand one, Patricia Arquette. Okay. So she was along for some of this. <laughs> yeah. Dude, man, I would love to have an interview of Nicholas Cage, like just a roundtable discussion of Nicholas Cage's past wives to see what they would have to say about him. Because in reality, he's probably like a pretty nice guy, right? He I, just th- is I think he eccentric, is. Yeah, you know? I think he is. Like, I, I remember listening to the, the commentary on Kick-Ass and uh, Chloe Grace was talking about like him just buying these $30,000... <laughs> presents for 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 all of his cast members. oh that's cool that's really cool yeah you know because that movie didn't have a lot of money and he got paid a lot and but i mean maybe that goes back to what you're saying about making bad <laughs> bad financial decisions but that, that was kind of his way of like feeling bad that they only had like i don't know 10 million dollars to make the movie and he got paid like 2 million or something <laughs> right, right uh he owns two albino king cobras which is 
in the top 10 most rarest animals on this planet. He owns two of them. Uh, a shark, a crocodile. A shark! Yeah. I thought they couldn't survive shark. in captivity. Unless, is it one of those little ones? He's probably got a great white with a cowboy saddle on it. I don't know if it was a great white, but that, I mean, like, yeah, how do you own a shark? Because, yeah, you're right. They don't survive captivity. So maybe he just owns the tracking device that was shot into the shark's <laughs> fin, you know? Okay, yeah. You know? It's like sponsoring one of those. Uh... <laughs> right. Uh, also, a $150,000 Superman comic book. I think it's one of the first issues of Superman. Yeah. I believe uh, that because he campaigned really hard to. Yeah. You know, there's all that footage and photos of uh, the Tim Burton Superman that didn't get off the ground. Thank God. Right. Um, uh, and on top of all this, he's he doesn't like the IRS. So he doesn't pay taxes. You know, so the IRS is like, hey, Mr. Cage, we're going to put a six point <laughs> two million dollar lien on all your properties until you pay this off, which is crazy because it's like a lien is basically if you get a lien from the IRS, like you do not own what you own. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, we own this unless you pay it back. If you don't pay it back, we're going to sell your properties, mm-hmm. you know, so. Uh, but he owed uh, 13 million to the IRS, but just uh, half that was put on a lien to get his ass in gear, you know? Yeah. Did he, did he so pay it? Or? All th- yeah. All oh, these okay. reasons are why he stars in real shitty movies now. Because he's like, I have to I have to have more pygmy heads. I need that dinosaur <laughs> skull. <laughs> I mean, hey, I can sympathize, right? Who can't? Right. Right. <laughs> Who hey, among man, us? You, you want- you want that T-Rex head, you just got a star in that next movie. Yeah, you know, got a life-size wicker man in his backyard. <laughs> That's, I don't know. Is that something that anyone can be mad at, man? He's just like, he's an eccentric dude. And he's like, I just want these things. So I'll star in anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I will say like, I love Mandy. I love Color Out of Space. So it's like, I guess keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You've made a ton of memorable movies that I come back to quite significant. Like oh, quite yeah. A lot, I, I don't you know? think anyone's saying stop. You know, th- this isn't Tommy Wiseau we're talking about here. Well, at least at the very, like, yeah, financially irresponsible, but with his own money. He's not fucking around with other people's money like yeah. uh he's, you he's know, not a pyramid an, scheme an or investment something. banker hedge fund guy <laughs> right yeah not very good with his own money but you know it is his own money to do whatever the fuck he wants with i wonder also you said he was married five times mm-hmm. that's got to be a fuck ton of alimony that he's got to pay out i wonder how much he gets from a movie after the irs and his ex-wives are like, hey, Mr. Cage, we also have to get paid. <laughs> like, here's a well, dollar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would hope after the second or third time, he'd start sliding some prenups across the table. I think I would. Yeah. yeah you can have the money. Just leave me with the dinosaur collection. <laughs> that's, that's all I want. We should make light of his his problems because he, he is a treasure in his own yeah, he is. crazy way. Like like I said, no one's saying stop. You know. I guess it's the most wholesome way you could destroy a, a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if you're if you spend that much money and the only thing that you had to worry about was like a lien from the IRS because you didn't pay taxes. On your castle. I mean, with, yeah, on your castle. Your twelve I castles. Think it, I think if that's the most harm you've done on humanity with that much wealth, I think you're, you're all right in my book, you know, like, yeah. cause in reality, like, who are you really like hurting by owing the IRS a lot of money yourself and your mm-hmm. credit, mm-hmm. your credit score. I wonder what Nicholas Cage's credit score is. Yeah. yeah me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You defaulted on your dinosaur skull payments. We got we to gotta repo your fucking dinosaur bones. Yeah, rich people problems, man. Right. Oh, man. Do Should we land this plane? Should, I think should I, we I, shove I, this episode I, into <laughs> a, a wicker man of burning effigy? And just... Yeah, for honey that we could buy from a store. Bring it's our so insignificant back. at the end of it. We'll bring we could buy back. this honey. This is murder. 
<laughs> that's one of the few lines they took from the original one. But it okay. wasn't but it wasn't ridiculous in the original one. I don't oh, know. Man. Give it a watch sometime. You know, it's it's like I said, it's, it's kind of a slow burn, but uh, you, you might I'll appreciate it. it. Out. it, it I'll if, check it out based on what you said. If you're but of before a this conversation, mindset, it's um, yeah, it's worth checking out. Excellent. Well, give us a like and a follow on our social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Post Credits Podcast. Give us that five star review. We'd appreciate it. You know why? I've hammered that home so many times. It helps us. So give us that five star review. Yeah, and and if you could, you know, as well as give us a review on your podcast platform of choice, that'd be awesome. You know what else would be awesome is What's if that? you could recommend this episode to one other person in person. Yeah. Like, don't just tweet it, share the link, just tell someone about it. Yeah, and also a good one. We got a lot of good feedback from our top five of 2021, so that's a good jumping off point for people. So check that one out. Recommend that one to people. Yeah, there so, you go. I agree. But... Until next time, I don't, I don't know how to end this. The yeah. bees! Ah. Oh, God. It's oh, not